Today we're doing a recap uh, for uh, the previous six months of what we covered. And we always do that in June because we take the month of July off. So we wanted to recap some of the important topics we covered because in two weeks we're going to give you a plan for how you can implement some of the things you learned. So we give you the month of July off because you're going to be spending the whole month of July learning new skills, practicing technology, and we want you to generate results. So some thoughts on the future. Uh, these are some uh, quotes from a previous presentation I like a lot. Uh, always remember that the future comes one day at a time. At Bickerstaff Parm, we always try to give you one or two things at a time, not everything. You can't do everything all the time. And this is really important. A vision is a clearly articulated, results-oriented picture of a future you intend to create. And it is a dream with direction. So the goal today is to give you some ideas of what you want to work on over the next couple weeks. And so what do we talk about? Start off the year, talked about tax reform. Um, I just read an article last week in the Wall Street Journal that talks about why some people should pay off their mortgages on their house. Now, I don't know about you, but I've been saving like $300,000 in my account just to pay off my mortgage for tax reform this year um, because I can't deduct the interest. Kidding. You, it's hard to just say pay off your mortgage, but Everybody should, if you haven't already, take the time to meet with your CPA because the tax reform has changed for everyone. And as Jenny Nobis mentioned, Guarantee Mortgage has even changed some of their loans uh, to make them more available for independent contractors or self-employed people because how the IRS is viewing that has changed completely. And you may want to talk to your CPA about an S-Corp or an LLC whatever's to your best advantage. That's one thing we talked about. Also talked about lead generation relationship building. This is the year of relationships, and that's been our theme so far going forward, is real estate's a relationship business, and agents have to track their return on their investment and their marketing dollars spent, specifically what you're spending money on to build relationships. Are you spending money sponsoring an event as opposed to spending money on an ad in a magazine? How you use your money to switch from more lead generation to relationship building. This is still really important. Generating leads is important. And there are great services that generate leads. But a lot of agents are shifting to building relationships as a way to generate leads. And we talk about marketing as investment, trying to encourage y'all to look at not what are you spending your money on marketing, what are you investing your marketing dollars in? Sorry, I don't know who added that. This has already made a lot of headway. 360, 360 images. Who's created a 360 image? I know you did, Matt. I think John Bunn's using this site. Uh, they're now websites that have 360 images built in. Uh, who has uploaded a Facebook 360 image? Okay. 
How hard was it? Okay. But it was your first time, right? So second time might be a little easier. This is where the market is heading. 360 images. I'm sure you've seen that on Facebook when you hold up your phone and you turn your phone and the image changes. Y'all seen that? Yeah. Okay. Some of you have. This is the same way that Matterport works, sort of. Um, this is becoming easier and easier to do. And I'll go ahead and make a claim that when we start talking about video, four years ago maybe? So, so many of you are using video now that it's like second nature. It's just part of what you do. 360 images are going to be as important as video is probably a year or two from now because you'll be able to upload it and it'll allow a consumer to change how they want to view the property. When I upload a video, I can't change the direction of that video. It's, you know, I can fast forward, I can pause, or I can rewind. With 360 images, I can change the view to whatever I want to see. And that's what's going to be really important to consumers. And a lot of this can be done with a $100 camera or even a device that clips onto uh, your phone. So we spent some time talking about technology and what was going to happen. Some of that already is happening. We talked about brand harmony and how important the brand is and what really is a brand. It's not necessarily just a logo. It's the message the customer perceives about the product, which may be something altogether different than what you intended to send. So try to encourage y'all to think about what's the message your customers are receiving related to the service that you're providing them and how to achieve brand harmony. And I like this a lot. Is Brandon's not just about getting your name out. It's about getting an individual customer to say, I want it. So, again, trying to help you understand as you're marketing your services, what you're really doing is, is marketing your experience, the type of service you provide, not just your name and your logo, but what does Matt Sled stand for? What does Christina stand for? What do your customers say about the service that you provide? And this is probably my favorite quote so far this year. Um, when we talked about brand essence from the late Jerry Garcia, we didn't want to be the best at what we did. We wanted to be the only ones doing what we did. Every real estate agent is a unique individual, and you have the opportunity to operate your business the way you want to do it, and no one else can do that. They can try to be Marty Upshaw. They can try to be Albert. They can try to be Kappa, but... No one can be as unique as you are. And so trying to help you understand how to build an experience around that with your customers so that the competition is less relevant and that you won't have to compete with someone. So after brand harmony, we talked about brand essence and how you communicate your message to your customers. Um, and this is really interesting to me, that... 
we're now at a point where the the message, the the ad that you're running is not what is really communicating it. It's the customer interaction. You've got Google reviews, Yelp reviews, Facebook reviews, reputation. That's what's being communicated. And that's what you try to achieve with brand harmony and creating an experience that so when your customers have a really great one, they can tell other people about their experience. And they can easily tell someone what it's like to work with you. That is the ultimate goal in getting a referral, right? Is Getting a referral is great, and a lot of times we have to call clients and remind them, hey, I know you haven't forgotten that I'm in real estate, but you haven't sent me any business in six months, so I'm calling to remind you to send me some business. I need your referrals. If that's all you had to do to generate referrals, everybody would have them. But when you bring all those experiences together, you achieve brand essence, and your customers have an experience that they can share with other friends where they know what it's going to work with you. And that's the ultimate way to build referrals for your business is getting the customer to do it. Because when, when you don't have to tell someone what to do, what happens? They do it on their own. And if I have to tell Julie, well, Reynolds, what is it like working with you? What do you want me to say? I have to coach her on how to send referrals. It's so much easier for my whole experience that she has with my business. She can easily share that with someone else. And we talked about Blue Ocean Strategy. And you remember the story about Cirque du Soleil? Um, That was really interesting, too, because the cornerstone of Blue Ocean Strategy is that companies don't have to choose between value or cost. They choose value and cost. Remember, most businesses will, if they're making changes, they will drop, they will either provide less value or you know, charge less. And let me skip to this next one. I'm sorry, I thought I had the example. We talked about the example of what Cirque du Soleil did. They provided more value and actually increased their cost. And so when you're meeting with clients about selling their home, you want to create a listing presentation that that provides value and cost, not just, yeah, okay, if, you, if the other person that met before I came in is going to list it for 5%, I'll do 4.95%. How about that? Well, well, can I earn your business? You don't want to just compete on cost because when you compete on cost, it eventually just drives the price down further and further. So when you go through your buyer's presentation, your listing presentation, as you're reformatting that, you've got to understand what the value is you bring to that customer and what the cost is. And if that's easy to understand, then there's no reason why they wouldn't choose you. And a great example would be your listing presentation. Well, I create a video. Uh, I also provide 360 images of your property that I upload to my website. And all the other things you do, and you provide that at a reasonable cost. 
not a reasonable cost compared to the competition, a reasonable cost compared to the value that you're bringing. Maybe that value should be 7%. Maybe it should be 5%. A lot of folks are listing properties under $100,000 for higher because they bring so much value that they're giving it away at 5 or 6%. So you've always got to be evaluating your presentations and services on what you're offering and not worry about the competition because the only way to beat them is to stop trying to beat the competition. You can't keep pricing your services based on what other people are doing. That's this model. And that's like car dealers, right? You know, car dealers are competing on, the, well, I can get this pickup truck for $2,000 less in LaGrange. Well, so then they lower the price just to offset the gas you would spend going to LaGrange to pick up a truck or whatever the transfer fee is. That's the traditional model. Real estate, you've got to look at the value you bring and what is the cost to you and the value you bring to the consumer. I, I really do like this quote, and I think that's so relevant, is a lot of agents spend time trying to beat everyone else. And the only way to beat them is to stop trying to beat the competition. We also talked about reframing problems. Um, and I thought this was real funny. The problem is the elevator is too slow. And talked about making it faster, new lift. But when you reframe a problem, we reframe it. The elevator's not too slow. The wait's annoying. There's nothing to do while you're waiting for the elevator. So what should you do to make the wait feel shorter? Put up mirrors, play music, install hand sanitizer, give people something to do while they wait for a slow elevator. So we try to challenge you to reframe real estate problems. And one we used is the appraisal's too low. And so the solution normally is find comps, call other agents reduce the contract price. Well, if we reframe that problem, we come up with the seller's unprepared. They're unprepared to receive a low appraisal. This stuff, these are still great solutions, but maybe this is the real problem, that they're not prepared. So you prepare the seller for what could happen before the appraisal gets there so that that's not the problem anymore. Because we can't really affect... The appraisal. These are things you're going to have to do. So we challenge you to look at how you can reframe some of the problems you run into um, by being more prepared for them. And then the brutal facts. Y'all spend so much time working with clients that it's sometimes we forget to just address the brutal facts with them about things. And we shared you the story of the Stockdale paradox about how to confront brutal facts and to challenge you to find ways to address those with your clients. Because at the end of the day, that's what they hire you for. And the Stockdale paradox uh, is to retain faith that you'll prevail in the end, regardless of the difficulties, and at the same time, confront the most brutal facts of your current reality, whatever they may be. The appraisal's too low. We don't have enough money to cover the cost of the repairs that they've requested. Uh, your clients didn't get approved. Whatever, understanding how to reframe what the problem is 
and then address those brutal facts could move you to more closings in 2018. And I promise you we're getting to the end. But we've covered, I like to do this because we've covered a lot this year. And we talked about negotiating the deal, give you some tips for the four characteristics to be a better negotiator. And I'm going to share with you, um, well, it's the next slide. But remember, you've got to be likable. And if you're one of these three people, if you're Zuckerberg, Bill Clinton, or Mickey Mouse, you're guaranteed to be likable at any times, which is at least one of the four things to being a better negotiator. Asking for the business. I used this yesterday. Um, had a big, uh, it was a very unfortunate event. Um, I don't know if y'all read the paper, but um, a whitewater rafter died Saturday. Um, and I don't have all the details, but was in a meeting and um, I found myself beginning to ask a question and then provide an answer, right? Like if you ask a question, well, should we, should we contact all of the news channel uh, station managers? That's where I should have, that's an open question, right? Yes, no. And I almost said, should we contact all the TV station managers and tell them what our real, what our story is? You know, I've already started using some of these to learn different closing methods and learning how to use open-ended and closed questions because being in real estate for so long now, I found myself asking a question, an open question, and then giving an answer for someone to say yes to something that I want to confirm, right? And that's not a real question. If you're going to ask an open-ended question, you've got to let that person answer. You can't say, Alan, what do you... Think about this house. Don't you love the bedroom? What do you think about this house is an open question. I think it's great. I love the yard. The kitchen. Alan will say whatever is on his mind. But I've caught myself since this presentation saying that several times. And so this stuff does work. And it's really easy. Um, but, but it's interesting. I've, I found that being applied to myself. So we talk about always be closing, the different types of closing, how you can improve your closing technique skills, um, and what the difference is, and what the benefits are. Or improve commitment and confidence and creating the right environment. Because as we mentioned, this year is about building relationships with your clients. And what does every client want? They don't want to be pressured into making a real estate decision. And that's really hard right now because properties are selling at a record pace. So they have to make a decision or that home's not going to be available tomorrow. So learning how to ask the right questions at the right time so they can make a decision where they don't feel that maybe the market is pressuring them, but you're not pressuring them to make a decision. There's a big difference there. Okay. 
Where do you find all this stuff? I meant to update this slide, uh, and I'll pull it up. YouTube channel, remember, we put every business meeting video on YouTube, and I don't know if you realize this or not, but... Uh, I'll add a link, but if you go to our website, and at the end, type in slash podcast, you can see all the business meetings are converted into podcast, and they're in iTunes and Google Play, so you can download uh, them there as well. Um, So, what is the challenge? All the stuff we've covered in the past five and a half months, I want you to break down three things into three categories. So, something you like. Maybe you like technology and you want to learn how to do 360 videos. Something you don't know how to do. Maybe you don't know how to, to close a listing, how to close a buyer appointment. You want, you want to become a better closer, and you don't know how to do that. Something you'll need in six months. What is something that would wake you up in the middle of the night that if you needed it six months from now and you didn't have it, you would be really concerned? So all the stuff we've covered this year, try to pick three things, one that meets just one of those categories. Because... The next meeting, we're going to give you a plan on how you can implement all three of those things in the next six months. Because it takes six months to learn something new. You've got to practice it. Like Matt said, you've, you've done one 360, vid, one 360 image. The next one you do, they will just get shorter and shorter and shorter, and you have to practice that. The same thing with negotiating. You can't become a better negotiator just by going to one listing appointment. You can become a better negotiator by practicing going to a listing appointment 10 or 15 times before you go to one listing appointment. Now that, that stuff does still really work. And so we'll give you a guide. That's why the next meeting is titled... Um, I forgot what the next meeting is titled. I think it's called What's the Next Step? Or no, Six Months From Now? Um, so I want to leave you with a couple quotes. Uh, Henry Ford says, Coming together is beginning, keeping together is progress, and working together is success. And I'm not always a fan of uh, some of the military quotes because some of them are related to direct conflict and battle. But I think uh, George Patton was right. Good tactics can save even the worst strategy and bad tactics will destroy even the best strategy. If you're going to a listing appointment and you don't have your listing presentation and you don't know how to close and you can't tell someone about the value you bring in the cost, I mean, you better be Mickey Mouse, Zuckerberg, or Bill Clinton. That's the only way you're going to get that appointment. If you're so likable that they can overcome all of those other things, which happens. I mean, that does. But... Good tactics can save the worst strategy. So at least you may not have a strategy, but at least if you've got those skills and tactics, you may be able to come out. 
And this is what you've got to think about six months from now or a year from now. The measure of success is not whether you have a tough problem to deal with, but whether it's the same problem you had last year. If you look back last year and you didn't list as many homes as you wanted to, you didn't represent as many buyers as you wanted to, um, you had a goal that you didn't reach all the way. And you can change that. If you can really change that, and you don't want to deal with that problem again next year, we're going to give you uh, some guidelines in two weeks on how you can take whatever three things you select that you want to learn in the next six months so that this doesn't happen. Because it does take a lot of time. There, There is so much to learn in this business. It's exhausting sometimes. It really is. But you've got to pick some things that you'll need to use every day in your business. And that's why we have these business meetings to try to give you some ideas that can help you throughout your entire career. Not just this month or next month, but in every interaction you have with the customer. So, just a reminder, your homework, you got two weeks to do it. Just pick three things. You know, and I'll change it. They could all be something you like. You may want to apply this criteria to all three things. At least pick one that meets this criteria. Something you'll need six months from now. This is really important. If you don't know how to do it, and you're going to need it six months from now, then that's something that probably should be on your list. Don't pick more than three. Maybe you write down ten things. In the next two weeks, narrow it down to three so when we reconvene on Monday, we can give you a plan you can implement for learning those things through the month of July. So I appreciate y'all being here today. Lunch is already served, so we'll get you out of here on time. Thank y'all.